that was a trip. We'll be right back, folks, with House of Pride Radio. It's time to move on, time to move on. 
Yeah, it's time to move on, folks. It's time to move on to the House of Pride radio show with Tweeka Turner and... Pearl Tease. Hi, Pearl. Hey, girl. What's going on? You know, I'm just doing my thing over here on the chair. What about you? You know, same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome. It's good to see you again. We've all conjugated here today for another episode, episode 109, House of Pride Radio. Right. Shout out to Mary Wilson. We were just listening to her latest release. Of course, Mary Wilson's one of the original Supreme members, Diana Ross and the Supremes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a first uh, chart hit in 35 years with Time to Move On. And it get the best part about that is that that... Um, per, the, the project is on a, it's a, a solo project too, isn't San it? Francisco record label. Sweet Feet Music, and it's a whole bunch of mm-hmm. local guys. I'm on project too, but there's like Paul Goodyear, Leo Frappier, Paul Brewer, and then a lot of big cats. Uh, I gave the CD to DJ Sean Perry, who's here with us. Yes. Hey, Good Sean. Evening. Hey, girls. Are you going to play it, girl? You know, I will figure <laughs> it out. I'll listen to it and put it in one of my sets somewhere. He's going to audition at first. Yes. That's the way DJs do it. Yes. Welcome, Sean. How Thank are you? you? I'm awesome. How are you today? Doing fine. Doing Good. fine. It's getting darker here. With, it is. Mm, next week is the holidays are starting. Thanksgiving. I know. I'm so recall. I'm already gaining my, my happy winter weight. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you start that a while ago then? Um, it right. started right before my birthday in October. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it nice. Happens, it happens every year. It's nice to see you again. You're you're like becoming our house DJ here in House of Pride Radio. I'm gonna have to start coming in and preparing a set. A short right. Set oh, you know that's not a bad idea. Tell folks listening to us uh, where where your next events are. Well, I'm gonna be at Splash in San Jose this Thursday, and I will be at Badlands this Sunday and Monday, and. San Francisco, Badlands, right? Badlands, San Francisco. And I have some huge events coming up for New Year's weekend. I'll be doing uh, Gus Presents Party Underworld on Saturday, January 2nd. And there are some other things in the line. New Year's announcement coming soon. New Year's Eve, Pearl. That's a big night. I know. It's always crazy here. It's nuts. Are you booked already? For New Year's Eve? Um... No, I'm not. Thank God. I usually try not to book New Year's Eve because I don't like being stuck in the crowd trying to get back home. It is hard to get yeah. around if you don't have a car. But I mean, if the check is right, I'll do it. You hear that, folks? <laughs> Pearl is up for the, for New Year's Eve if, if it's the right fit. Right. Mm-hmm. She's got the goods. Um, well, we also have uh, Viet Lee and Lisa. How do you say your last name? Geduldig. Geduldig. With us, and we're going to get into their story in a little bit. Uh, um, they are, yeah, tell us briefly what, what it's all about. Sure, uh, happy hump day, and uh, I love the remix. So, we're going to try to play it at our gala. It's the Ooh. International Southeast Asian Film Festival, IC for short. Mm-hmm. And that's coming of, up yes. when? That is coming up. Uh, the party, the gala, is on Friday night, and then. Um, Saturday and Sunday, November 21st and 22nd are the screenings at uh, New People Cinema. Awesome. So you're saying the actual gala is this Friday? Yes, it's this Friday. Where is it happening? It's at Artist Television Access. um, ATA. Yes, ATA. uh, On 992 Valencia uh, on 22nd, right? Oh, right here Mm -hmm. in the mission. Yeah. Be sure they're talking to your mic, hon. Awesome. Bring it over there. And um, um, you're the uh, co-director? 
Yes, I'm the co-director with Adele Ray, who's fabulous and uh, couldn't be here. But Lisa is our great uh, commander, uh, well, great comrade um, Mm -hmm. and publicist. Yes, you're the publicist. Welcome. Have you been getting the word out, Lisa? I have been. We're getting an article in the Examiner tomorrow and the Chronicle, and I've just been uh, harassing and haranguing and pestering <laughs> the press, as one has to do when you're part of the meet, part of the uh, publicity team. How did you get? How did you get um, in cahoots with these guys? Oh, I think they just found my name on a bathroom wall somewhere. Oh, well, you <laughs> How know. glamorous. <laughs> yes. I love that. Publicist call. Yes. Right. And, I, you know, of course. I myself have gotten many calls that way, too. <laughs> right. I'm sure. Yes. I, I, I was recommended by a fellow publicist. So it's, uh, it's one of my hats. Okay. Um, and the, um, folks listening to us, we're actually giving away a pair of tickets to the gala. Um, no? yeah. yeah. Well, also, Big Gay Love, a screening, which is by Ringo Lay. The director is flying in, and it's a great romantic date. Um, it's about this man who is larger than life, um, so to speak, and then he has issues with body image, but then is having trouble finding love, right? Because, you know, we all want some love. Um, yes. Yes. Love is good. Okay, so... Um, Tell me a little bit about the film festival. How many films are actually going to be showing? So there's going to be nine features and mm-hmm. 22 shorts. So we have uh, amazing uh, artists and filmmakers flying in from Europe, uh, East Coast, West Coast, and the Bay Area. And we have three, I call them experimental shorts. So uh, Modern Love Shorts Program. There's a lot of queer content, actually, and um, an experimental Filipino shorts program. And uh, yeah first person pov shorts program as well which has uh penny baldano who's a uh, lesbian owns a cafe Mm -hmm. in the bay area and she had um you know she's she was uh undocumented uh alien quote unquote Mm -hmm. and then she had trouble both in terms of um being a lesbian being undocumented she fought all odds to beat that and you know the um that short documentary is uh about her and also we have finding fong which is a great documentary uh, from a trans perspective uh, in Hanoi. This woman who actually I was working on a project with, um, uh, coincidentally, and uh, it documents her struggles and triumphs, and she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how did you find uh, all the directors for the, f- the festival? Like Lisa said, on a bathroom wall. We're <laughs> 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 all <laughs> in the bathroom wall of my dreams. All right. Of my wet dreams. <laughs> but um, it started two years ago, and we just, it, it was, there was not an open call. Mm-hmm. So no calling from bathroom numbers. But um, it was basically our wish, our wet dream list, basically, of like, oh, there are all these amazing films that we love. And Adele and I um, collaborated, and we also asked experts uh, Southeast Asian cinema experts and uh, filmmakers and artists for you know what are the best films now. Mm-hmm. Now is this the first year you're doing this? Yes, we're virgins. Uh, this is the inaugural Southeast. Uh, it's a mouthful. Uh, inaugural S- International Southeast Asian Film Festival. But we, um, our partner uh, organization, Devan has been doing the Vietnamese Global Film Festival for a few years already. But this time, as co-director, I wanted to, you know, I'm not a size queen, but I wanted bigger is better. Um. Okay. So really quick, we're going to call Rosalie. Um, she is a local... Uh, what is, what What's the name for people that make 
I would yeah. call Gypsy Rosalie legendary wig stylist and owner of Gypsy Rosalie's well, vintage and uh, hair. I, I, she'd be more than a stylist if she creates them, right? Well, why don't we find out? Yeah, let's ask her. But uh, first, before we go, I want to um, invite callers to call us um, to win a pair of tickets to Big Gay Love, which is uh, showing on Sunday, November sec- uh, 22nd. At 12.30 p.m., is that right? Yes, and the director is going to be there, so it'll be a big gay party. All right. Awesome. So we have to give up, folks, the uh, few of you who are listening to us right now, the phone number. And that phone number is 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511. Do call in to win a pair of tickets to Big Gay Love. We'll be right back, but you know what we're going to do while we're calling Gypsy Rosalie? We're going to play Sheena Rose's uh, new song. Oh, fun. Do you remember what it's called? No, I don't. It's called Two of Hearts. It's the remake of Cute. that great Two of Hearts song. Oh my God. Do I have to press? Sheena Rose. Hit that play button. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. House of Pride Radio. Pearl, that's Sheena Rose. You and her thing. Mm-hmm. We like Sheena Rose. Oh, and we have live on <laughs> <laughs> on the air is Miss uh, Gypsy Rosalie. Welcome. Can you hear us? I could hear you good now. Welcome. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you, and I'm so pleased and. The doctor saw me two weeks after the break, and he said, I don't know what you're doing, but keep on doing it because it's working for you. And i just been up and about and driving myself to buy groceries and everything. I'm so grateful the good Lord is so good to me. Now, folks listening to us on the radio, Miss um, Gypsy Rosalie had a fall, and did you fracture your hip? I broke the the hip and then they replaced it because it was it wasn't a good hip. But at least I was smart enough. I fell on the right side that was going to need 
surgery eventually. <laughs> well, you know, yes, yes. Uh, and, you know, um, welcome again to House of Pride. We've had you on last year. But what's so exciting now is that you moved your famous store to a new location. Oh, wow. Well, I've been at this for 59 years. I was just remembering I was 51 years in North Beach. And and I I had to I have to say this about North Beach because Carol Dota just passed away. She yes. was the icon for Topless and she was one of my customers in the 60s. And one time we were on Stockton and Broadway. I had 13 hairdressers and it was a busy street. Stockton was a busy, it's always been a busy street. And she got in my window, one of my windows, and she began stripping. And everybody on the street, the bus was stopped. Everybody, my husband got in the window and had to pull her out of the window. But I just want to mention that because she just passed away this last week. She did. And folks listening to us, uh, Carol was uh, one of the first dancers to introduce stripping as an art form. Uh, She became famous doing it. And um, she just sadly passed away. I believe she was in late 70s, Rosalie. Is that right? She was, she was my age, 78. 78. Yeah. Um, what a legend she was. And um, uh, were you, um, let me ask you something. Uh, were sure. you doing business before the whole stripping? Um, Wait, say that again? Were you in business prior to um, the girls starting the strip? Oh, I was so fortunate because I started in 1957 in North Beach. I was there 51 years, and when I got to North Beach, one of the one in this very nice salon, it was on Powell and um, Union Street, overlooking Washington Square. And this girl came in, and she had one of my customers from the Sinaloa, which was a famous Mexican nightclub. And she had just been the Academy Awards, and she says, I want you to do a beehive for me. I said, what are you talking about? And she showed me a picture, and she said, I'm going to show you how to do it. And we sat there, and she showed me how to back home, and I did my first beehive, and that was it. I just controlled North Beach, believe me, because <laughs> nobody in North Beach, there was a lot of little Chinese salons, but nobody in North Beach did any kind of styling. But I just had that special gift. And, you know, the good Lord gives us gifts to every one of us. But we don't always use them. And I'm so fortunate that the gift he gave me, I've enjoyed my my 59, you're going on 59 years of doing hair for the community. I love everybody. And I I'm so blessed. But anyway... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so I was just talking about North Beach and and how much fun it was. And within two years, I walked up the street, opened a little store, which is still there on Broadway and Powell. It's a little Chinese store. $75 a month. It was a little barber shop that we, which we just made it a little nicer. Moved in, and the first three days, no, four first three days that I was in business, I made almost $575. And I said, compared to $75 a month, 
I wish those kind of rents were around right now. Right. Uh, in our dreams, folks, in our dreams. <laughs> right. Now, Gypsy, uh, you, of course, were talking about Gypsy Rosalie's Wigs and Vintage Store, House of Divas. Now you've moved um, to uh, 1215 Polk Street at Sutter, or on Sutter, is that correct? I was at I was at Polk Street for seven years, and now I'm at twelve twenty two Sutter. And it is a marvelous, marvelous store. It is so beautiful. They have to come in and see what we've done here. And it's not as big as the other store, but I ended up giving to St. Anthony's four thousand five hundred pieces of nice clothing because I figured, what am I going to do with it? And I inherited. A woman's factory, a Marguerite Rubel was her name, and I inherited like 7,000 pieces of clothing, and I made my few dollars, and now somebody else is enjoying the, the clothing. But back to the store, it's a beautiful store. I, I'm getting so many compliments, and what I need to stress to people about wigs, because that's my main thing now, is that you know, so many people buy wigs and they just, after a while, they don't know what to do with them, how to wash them, how to style them. Well, believe me, we can make your wigs look like new 99% of the time because we condition them, we set them, we style them like they're customers in a beauty salon. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they come out fabulous and your wig could last for years that way. Oh, and, I know. I'm a, I'm a customer. Yes, you are. And, <laughs> you know, the drag queens have wigs that they've been using for five, six, seven years. I can't believe it. Some of them look really bad, but when they're styled, they <laughs> go out looking gorgeous. Tell us the story of uh, when Ivy Drip came into your store what with her it? wig. Tell us the story again. Remember, like two years ago, Ivy Drip came in with a horrible wig? The horrible wig? Yeah. Do you, do you remember that? You told me that uh, you told her there's nothing you can do with the wig, that she would have to get a new one. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, no. I, I told you a story about this. Because he, in, the, in the first, when wigs first came out in the 60s, they were very popular, and we had our big wig salon in the back of the, our big, big store. But anyway, when they first came out, they were only human hair. The synthetic was so horrible, so ugly, because they were trying to perfect it. And so anyway, this lady came into the store that I had on Irving, 22nd and Irving, and she pulled out this patch of hair, and it was hideous. <laughs> and I said, what is that? I, I think you're talking about that story. And she said, it's a hairpiece that I bought 25 years ago. And she, she said, and it's it, poor Jesus. thing. Poor little hair, but that one was beyond repair. But we got her a new hairpiece, and when she left, I told her, now don't wait another 25 years for this hair. <laughs> Is that the story you wanted me to say, or was it about the, that's a, the North Beach story? That's a good one. Um, tell us tell us what other drag queens you service. What other drag queens? Mm-hmm. Well, just lately, the uh, RuPaul show at the Regency, because... Shane, who runs a Regency, is also one of my customers. And so when there's a good show, I go over there and see. The RuPaul girls were there 
not that long ago. Oh, that's fabulous. Do you still do Juanita Moore's hair? Juanita Moore? Yes. Oh, I've been, well, Juanita Moore, I've been doing her hair since she arrived in San Francisco because I used to do a lot of drag shows. I used to do, every couple of months we'd do a show. We even did a big show at Bimbo's at one time and we brought uh, Kenny Kerr from Boylesque they came in and uh, performed for me for a fundraiser and there was like 11 of them and they came on a midnight flight performed and then i had to pay their motel and then the, and they it was a fabulous show but Juanita Moore was in that show and she was probably in most shows that i did i did the oh god at the holiday inn we did the the plush room we did a lot of fun shows and that's how people begin knowing who I well who I was because when I got real popular with the wigs I said now who wears wigs so I thought the gay community and and the cross-dressers so I start going to their functions and went the first time we went into a bar the gate the cross-dressers was on third street in Bryant and we went into a bar, my daughter and I said, now we're gonna go promote wigs. And she was young, she was maybe in her 20s. And I said, we're gonna go promote wigs. And she's sitting at the bar, and we order a drink, and then um, she said, oh, mom, do you think, do you think they think we're cross-dressers too? I said, oh, shut up, who cares what they think? We're here to promote the, our wigs. So I went up and talked to the president and we arranged our first fashion show with the, with the uh, with their club. And so that's how I start doing shows. I, I you know, I, I was fortunate in North Beach because I was a block from Pinocchio's. Mm. So, you know, I can't claim that I did uh, Pat Moncler's hair because she used to do her own hair. What an artist. And by the way, I have one of Pat Moncler's um, dresses that she made and beaded. She'd make her own hairdos. She'd make her own jewelry. She'd make her own dresses. And so I have a couple of her things on consignment here that Gina La Divina brought by. And Gina La Divina is one of my very good friends and customers. She's been, you know, where she worked for me in a in a in a store in a vintage store that I had in North Beach. Mm-hmm. So North Beach, the whole process, you know, I I just to me just has been. You know, if they say, uh, number one, you you have to love what you're doing, and the, I couldn't have picked a better profession because I know I not only love what I'm doing, but I love being around people, and it's what makes makes me strong and makes me keep going. That's and fabulous. My mm-hmm. customers, I've made so many many wonderful friends such as you and you know it was like it's my big family that's all i can say i love my family well we love you too rosalie now folks listening to us bring your wigs to rosalie's shop what is the address one more time please it's 1222 setter 
and the number phone number is four one five seven seven one eight eight one four. You heard and it here. You better call me. I'm going to be waiting for your phone calls. <laughs> Um, well, we're going to let you go. Uh, thank you. And, you know, you can come back to House of Pride Radio anytime you like. I love uh, your story. I love that you're part of the fabric and history of this great city, San Francisco. Um, it's all good. Any questions for Rosalie, folks? You know, I just have one more thing that I mm-hmm. I just did an interview for a magazine called A Lover Boy. It's from England. It's I'm, They want to feature me in their main... We're trying to do December, but with my fall, it might be January. But they came and photographed here, and they and they sent a producer and a photographer. It was fun. So you might be looking forward to that magazine. Well, when that comes out, will you come back on here and talk about it? I sure will. Ah, uh, that's fabulous. Okay, everyone, say goodbye to the famous Miss Gypsy Rosalie. Bye, Gypsy. Thank you. Wow, so we have a busy show. We're going to keep on rolling, but I just want to take a short musical break. We're going to play a song and dedicate it to um, uh, Carol Doty, who just passed away, the the living legend, one of the first uh, uh, artists to incorporate stripping as an art form in San Francisco. Right, of course, we're playing the stripper to honor our Carol Doty, who passed sadly passed away last week. He, uh, living legend, San Francisco. Uh, her art form will live on. Folks, welcome back. Uh, guess what? Um, uh, um, Viet. Guess what? What? We have a winner. Oh my God! Who is this? <laughs> Hello, who's with us? Hi, hi. I'm Jin. Nice to meet you. Hi, Jin. Hey, Jin. Viet Lee, will you tell Ken what he won? You won two tickets to Big Gay Love, wow, and the director's going to be there, Ringo Lay, and it's a, you know, wow, fun, romantic dramedy. Wow. It's an emotional Amazing. roller coaster, but it's, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so please come see us after the screening. There's sure. a Q&A, and, you know, uh, we can party with Ringo. What's your first and last name? Thank you. What's your first, what's your first and last name to put you on the, waiting, the uh, will call list? My first name is Q-I-U-Y-I. Q-I-U-I. Y-I. Y-I. And your last name? My last name is J-I-N. Okay, we'll see you Sunday at 12.30. And are you single? No, just kidding. You're ready to mingle? All right, well, thanks for calling in. All righty. Thank you for calling in. Um, and uh, what else does he need to know? Should he email you? 
nope, your name will be at the door with, uh, just find a date. We don't provide the date. And save the date. Are you with us or have you, has he hung up? Yeah. Hello? I think he's hi, trying to find a yeah. date. Oh, hi. Do you have the date of when you are, I had announced, let me announce it again. So you have won tickets to Big Gay Love, which is uh, being, the film will show on Sunday, November 22nd at 1230. So your name is on Will Qual, okay? At the oh, New sure. People Cinema. Do you, know, do you know where New what? People Cinema is? It's on post uh-huh. between Webster and Buchanan in Japantown. So the film sure. starts at 12.30, oh, so we'll see you a little bit before 12.30 on Sunday. Now, is that one ticket sure. plus a guest? Two tickets. Two tonight. tickets, so bring a date. Two and a hot date. Uh-huh, of course. He is a hot date. <laughs> All right, get your big gay love on. Thank you for calling, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone should come to Big Gay Love and all the other films. Yes, they should. Um, we have a wide variety of films, queer content, trans stories, love stories about heartbreak and lust, experimental shorts by amazing um, art stars who've been showing at MoMA. And our website is i csea filmfest.com to see the full roster of films and descriptions and uh trailers so and if you don't remember the website just google southeast asian film festival you'll find us so we have a party this friday night which is at ata on valencia 21st uh, from 7 to 11 o'clock screening and party and food and drink and cute boys and girls and then all How do you Saturday get and Sunday as of 10.30 uh, we'll be at the New People Cinema in Japantown on post between Webster and Buchanan and to get tickets to any of the films including the Friday Night Party go to i-seafilmfest.com and if that doesn't make sense, just Google Southeast Asian Film Festival. Yes, indeed. Wow. Thanks, guys, for coming on and being a part of House of Pride Radio today. Pearl? Yeah. Any other questions for our, our fabulous guests? That's about it. I can't wait to, to hear all about it. You guys have to come back and let us know how it goes. Oh, yeah. I'd love to. Come to the party. Yes. Yeah. We'll Friday, this list. Friday, Pearl, can you go? Uh, Friday, I could probably go. Yeah. We'll put you on the guest list. Fabulous. Well, listen, we're going to uh, take another break and play another local Queens uh, song. A, a lot of drag queens are putting out music these days. Mm-hmm. Um, any guesses to who I'm going to play? Um, Honey Mahogany. Oh, I wish. I don't think it's released yet. <laughs> Early know. next year. She's hot. Mm-hmm. Love her. Yeah, I just worked with her. You did? Yeah. On a song? On a, on, in a show. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Pearl, she should get get her to come on here sometime. You get her to come on here. I don't know if I can. I think you might have the magic touch on that one. I don't know. We'll see. Well, if she's listening now, come on in. Right. <laughs> well, we have uh, we have to roll on with the show because we have a fabulous guest waiting to come in. Uh, we are going to be bringing in, oh, my God, they're just, just a fantastic, marvelous, a lot of bote. A lot of bote. Yes. Do you know her? <laughs> yes, we've had her a long time ago. It's been a while. It has been a while. But first, we're going to play a little bit of Poyo Del Mar's song. That's It's actually an exclusive. It's not released yet, but I have her permission to play a little bit of it. It's called, If I Had a Pussy, I'd Rue the World.
We'll be right back.
You get it, girl. Poil de mar. If I had a pussy, I'd whirl the world. Coming out in early spring of next year, Pearl Tees. How exciting. Yes. <laughs> Do you think she would rule the world if she had a pussy? Oh, my God. Donna Bassana just walked in. She's like stealth, stealth guest. Come on in, girl. Come on in, Donna. Or not. Yes? No? Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Donna Pisana. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, have a seat, girl. I'm going to get to you in a minute. I can drag myself out of here. Pearl, would you please take the honor and introduce our next guest? Not Donna, the one before her. A really fabulous entertainer. I can't wait to hear what she has coming on. Miss Alada Boutte. Hi. Now, it's been a while, girl. What's been going on? Oh, you know, just, you know, I was a showgirl in Paris. Uh-huh. And now I'm back as Welcome part back. of the regular cast of Beach Blanket Babylon. And Oh, you're back at yeah, Beach Blanket back to, Babylon. Yeah, I'm back at Beach Blanket Babylon. How exciting. Is it th- a different role, the same role? Same role, performer understudy. So I'm not in all the time. Uh, but you can't see me there. I will. I try to announce when I'll be there. But Okay. Awesome. Now, when did you come back? I came back in July, early July. Okay, so you've been. I've been back for a few months. Yeah. You were in Paris for a while, actually. Yeah, a little over a year and a half. Do you miss it? Yeah. Yes. There, there are things I do miss, things that I don't miss. Had you been there before? (laughs) (laughs) Not before this show. That was your first experience. That was my first experience being in Paris was to do production work for this show. So tell us about it. How did it all come to be? So, okay, the Reader's Digest version, I was, uh, (laughs) there's long and lots of information that I'm sure our audience members don't need to know. Um, I uh, was performing at a Tingle Tangle Club here in San Francisco for one of their anniversary shows produced by Earl Dax. And at that show, Trommel Flintstone was playing piano. Mm. And he said, oh, great, you're here. You're singing during my set. So I sang, and Joey Arias was one of the hosts and said, you should be in my show in New York. So I harassed and I nagged people to make that happen because I really, really wanted to work with Joey Arias. Um, was he firm when he invited you at that? You know what? I had I had just made a pact with myself that I wanted to do more travel on other people's dime. And he said it. And I was like, how do I make that happen? He said, talk to my producer. I said, who's your producer? He said, Earl Dax. It's like, sweet. I already know Earl Dax. So I harassed Earl. And made, made it happen. happen. How long did I that decided, take? <laughs> I decided to not let idle bar chatter stay idle bar chatter because I really wanted to work with Joey. Um, it actually didn't take that long. They were already working the creative process for that show in New York. And they were doing... They were going to do a run of it in June. Mm-hmm. And then that run turned into workshopping. And then that workshopping the time for workshopping <laughs> turned into less and then by the time it actually happened i got to new york and i was only there for a day at the theater and it turned out terry mugler was the director of that show and that's how i met terry that long drawn out way of meeting terry and at the time when i met terry um i hadn't clicked i hadn't put two and two together that i was talking to the terry mugler i just didn't oh. click in my brain so i didn't know who he was and nor did i care because i was so sick when I showed up to that theater oh. in New York, I was so sick. I showed up and I was like, all right, I got a good 15 minutes. I can sing, I can dance, I can wear a thing. What do you want? Excuse me, I'll be right back. <laughs> Go to the restroom. Everything hurts, everything hurts, everything hurts. Crying, crying, clearing it up and I'm back out. All right, I got another good 15 minutes. Let's go. Like I really wanted this I gig. 
Um, they changed the show format, so the show never actually went up with me in it. But that's how I got on Terry's radar. And eight or nine months later, I got an email from him asking me to be in a show that he was putting together for Paris. And then three wow. years later, I was on a plane moving my life to Paris. What was your first like feeling and thought when you heard that? the invitation to join him in Paris. So by that time, I had finally Googled somebody and was like, oh, shit. Terry motherfucking Mugler. I just totally heart sold myself to Terry Mugler and didn't know it. Okay, whatever that happened. <laughs> Hopefully it works in my favor. And so when I got that email, I was like, um, twist my rubber arm. Yes. Yeah. You want me to be a showgirl in Paris? That's like me and every other burlesque performer, anyone who's ever seen the Ziegfeld Follies, like me and my show queens and showgirl friends, like that's a wet dream for right. all of us. You wow. want me to wear something fabulous and walk down a flight of stairs? Yeah, I'm in. Right. <laughs> I right. think I saw me? one of those fabulous beaded it gowns. It was the fabulous beaded oh, my outfit. God. It's like the best thing I've ever seen. Where can Gorgeous. folks go and check out some of these, you know, your, your experiences in Paris? Well, <laughs> I mean, the Mugler Folly still has its website up, so you can catch pictures and some videos and things from the show. Um, I did some documenting on my Facebook page for, you know, facebook.com forward slash a lot of bootte. That's A-L-O-T-T-A-B-O-U-T-T-E. There are some pictures and things there, but I didn't like have a blog or anything. Like oh, that. do you think you'll ever work with them again? I would like to, to work with Terry Mueller again. Yes, yes. Um, so fascinating and brilliant man. We're talking about uh, how, how did the show run? Was it on, on only on the weekends or? Um, initially, we were doing six nights a week. Wow. Uh, four to six nights a week. So that was our first year. We, we had a lot of shows happening. Um, and the way it was set up, it was a dinner performance mm -hmm. situation. So if you paid for certain tiers, you would have a full several course meal and then the show would start. French food, I'm assuming. Of course. <laughs> From this famous restaurant called Fouquet's, and their flagship uh, restaurant is on the Champs-Élysées. Oh, my God. You speak French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I speak from, like, one-year-olds speak French better than I do. <laughs> I was able to get through enough of, like, hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Maybe a little bit more. I just really enjoyed that one of the first French phrases I learned when I was there the, that French people taught me. Je suis fatigué. I'm tired. I love uh, it. So that was the first thing I learned. And the other word I learned when I got there was bordel for mess. Uh, <laughs> I love it. So that was that. How big of a trip is it to you know to fly to Paris on your own, or did you have a entourage? No entourage. I went by myself. Um, fortunately. The whole thing was included in the gig, so. So yeah. they met you at, uh, at and you... they met me at the airport. Nice. They had set me up with an apartment. I was That's really well taken care of. That's a great gig. Yeah, it was a great. Gig. Oh my god, it was so good. It was so good in many, many regards. Um, yeah, that is a that is a 10, 11 hour flight, my friend. If you go direct, that's uh -huh. if you go direct. If you don't have any, you know, stops, layovers or anything. Yeah. yeah. Now. Um, was it an easy transition coming back to the city? No. I... No. Um, Did you think about staying in Paris? I actually was trying to stay in Paris, but um, once the the show ended in March, mm -hmm. 
The problem with that particular timing is that France has a season that ends at the end of July. And then everyone goes on vacation for the month of August. Okay. Uh, By the time you hit March, April, most of the cabarets and certain gigs have already booked up their lineups through the end of the season. Mm -hmm. So I got out just in time for there to be no work. Why did it wrap up in that strange month? Well. (laughs) (laughs) Did it just run its course? Um, the, the, The people who were producing the show had decided that it was best to close the show and hope to reopen it at some other time in the future okay oh so yeah it might happen again it might we'll we'll see don so you you (laughs) you it it just wasn't in the cards this time to stay in paris but it doesn't mean you're not not gonna go back and the reason why coming back to the city was so um why i had the response that i did is that uh you know, fortunately, one of the smartest adult things I've ever done was to sublet my room out in the sunset. Mm-hmm. So I was able to move back into San Francisco. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't have done that, I would not be able to live here. Oh, because yeah. since, right, since, since every gone, since I've been gone, gone rents have skyrocketed. All the construction is insane. And mm. I didn't have the funds. I would not be able to come up with the funds to do a first, a last, and a deposit and afford the monthly rents that yeah. are going around. Plus, you got your job back at Beach Blanket Babylon. And that is why I actually, that is actually why I came back to San Francisco. Yeah, and that's because I was looking for work and I was trying to work. French bureaucracy is, I can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a whole nother show. There's a whole nother <laughs> bag of, I don't know what, that it's, it's maddening. It's yeah. maddening dealing with French bureaucracy. So I was in the process of starting to deal with all that when I got the call from Beach Blanket to come back. So I ended up, I opted to come back because I'd rather work and make money and do that versus be broke, live off my girlfriend while trying to fight with French bureaucracy. Yeah. That's where I was at. Is your girlfriend so. a French citizen? She is French, yes. Is she in France now? She is in France now. Is that a little difficult for you? Yeah, so we have a poly relationship, so I'm free to date and do whatever I want. Um, She's also free to date and do whatever she wants. And I've met her other girlfriend, Amandine, who's fantastic. Um, But, you know, it's difficult. I've never done a long-distance relationship before. And now she's halfway around the world. And we still talk a lot. And Mm. trying to figure it out as we go. Yeah. I'm in the same situation. I totally get it. I've been in that situation in the past. It hurt. It's painful because you miss the person. Yeah, of course. Um, Beach Blanket Babylon. Where can folks go? Uh, Are you before? Do they put you on? uh, You know, you said you your role was was it an understudy? Not an understudy. Yes, I am an understudy performer for Beach Blanket Babylon. So that means I'm in some of the time. I'm not in consistently. You don't. How much notice do you have before the? At most a week. A week, okay. At at minute, like they could call me pretty much any time before show starts. Oh, okay. On any given. So day. you're ready to just like I have shuttle to be. It over there. I have to be. I have to be ready to show up in 30 minutes. Is that why like, your costume go. is out there in the green room? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Beach Blanket would the ever. Hat. Like Beach Blanket would this. ever relinquish their costumes to anyone. No, those are trade secrets. Oh, okay. Themselves. Um, well, you know, I mean, if you had to leave Paris, uh, I can't think of a better place to end up than San Francisco at Beach Blanket Babylon. I mean, it's a pretty good uh, gig at a, in a fabulous city. It is. It is. And I work with an incredible, 
incredible bunch of people. The cast and crew at Beach Blanket Babylon are really phenomenal folks. It was actually one of the things I missed most when I went over to Paris. And, you know, you still have to get to know each other. There's people from all over the world in the cast. A good chunk of them are French already. I don't speak the language. I don't know what's going on half the time <laughs> in rehearsals. So, and it, you know, it just takes a while to build up friendships. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a Bay Area native. I grew up in the East Bay. Oh. So. Uh, Pearl Tees is a native. Native Bay Area kid. So I grew up in the East Bay. I went to college at UC Berkeley. Ended up moving to San Francisco when my jobs moved across the Bay. I've never really had to build a community from scratch. I've just always had people around. Yeah. Well, and then it sounds like you're in an awesome so position. I figured it out. Yeah, you have now a community um, in, in Paris, and you you know have your base here. So you may get a call anytime for a new gig. You never know what's around the corner. You never know. We'll see what happens. I hold out hope for good things. On that note here, I think the phone's ringing for you now. <laughs> um, what else are you is going on for you in San Francisco right now? Um, I'm... Trying to figure out what the next... I'm trying to dream the next dream. Are you collaborating okay. with is. some so, of the local performers and queens and whatnot? I have done several burlesque shows around town. Done a couple of cabarets. I just did Juanita Moore's 1930 show for Mother at Oasis this past weekend. What do you think of Mother, that, that venue? Oasis is a beautiful venue. It's. I'm glad it exists. I'm glad that it exists for us. And that is a wonderful thing because... As I was leaving and as I come back, I see how many venues have closed, how many smaller, mm-hmm. like mid to small venues. They were sh- they've been sh- shutting down pretty consistently for a while. But lately, it's just been yeah. boom, boom, everything just shutting down and closing. It's amazing. All the storefronts that are empty in a lot of areas. And so I'm happy. Mm-hmm. that Oasis was able to open in this time and provide a stage and a space for a lot of people. And it's doing so well, yeah. It is yeah. doing well, yeah. Um, we work, Pearl and I work at Balance One. The mission It's building its brand, too. Uh, it's a big... I've heard about that. I know a few queens who have done, like, brunch, I think. Yeah, I just did yeah. show this past Sunday. With yeah. She's one, one of the performers. With my daughter, honey. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Honey was just last Sunday. Didn't you do last Sunday, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a fabulous show. I, I DJ the gig. So um, it's building its brand. It's getting more popular. And it's a it's a big venue. I mean, it's not huge, but it has a nice stage area. It's a nice size. Yeah, tall ceilings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so we're happy you're back because we get to, like, hang out with you more. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Try not to let definitely it be a drag good to be home. Too <laughs> it's not that it's not a drag. It's just that... Um, you know, one of the few things that are consistent in life is change and I've changed and lots of life dynamics have changed. Um, uh, biggest one being that my father passed away a year ago while I was in Paris. While you were in Paris. While I was in Paris. So I was able to come home for the funeral, but I went right back to work. Okay. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm different. Yeah. Being yeah. back home is different. Uh, fortunately, I have incredible housemates who are awesome and amazing, and they get that grief can be a bitch, and they're mm-hmm. very kind to me. I'm very fortunate to have the family that I have here in San Francisco, both blood and built. What, um, I lost my father about a year and a half ago, too, and it is a profound experience when we all get to that point. Uh, you know, How can it not be? Um, as an artist, you can use that those energies to um, 
grow as an artist to, to incorporate those feelings and and so if by yeah. growth do you mean knitting because that's what yeah. i do that's well, kind of how my <laughs> well, i always think in crochet but knitting you know <laughs> my yeah my grief tends to manifest as like <laughs> master super crafter i may not know yeah. what i'm doing but i figure like look i crocheted a heart oh here. i don't know i'm making things a blanket perhaps for now while trying to dream in dreaming the next dream i'm keeping busy in a way what do you think of all the chaos going on in paris right now um i i think any such thing is a tragedy and it's happening all over the world Mm -hmm. pretty consistently um i will never advocate for violence as a response for being treated poorly I can see the process as to how that would come about, though. Mm. And for the love that I do have for Paris, I would get into a lot of conversations when I was there. And I was consistently letting French people know that France's nose is not clean when it comes to world dynamics. Mm -hmm. And um, it is a tragedy. It is sad it Did is sad know? that people have been pushed to that point where they feel that this extremist response is valid and it is you know yeah it's just did, did you know those mind. areas where some of the bombings took place my old neighborhood was one of them oh wow um oh my yeah there was a shooting not far from my old apartment and the theater where we used to work mm-hmm. so it hit close to home yeah what's well, a good thing you're safe it's a good thing it's a good safe. thing i'm safe and for all the for all of the tro- troubles we all have with facebook sometimes i'm so grateful for their safety check-in because all my people checked in is safe what um before we let you go what are some of your um objectives while you're here in san francisco creatively um <laughs> i want to be re-inspired i haven't done I haven't done or created a lot of my own work since doing the show in Paris, mm-hmm. because when you, as as many people who do a scripted show or someone else's show knows, once you get into that role, you have to create that role or make that role your own in some way, shape or form. And then you're doing that role six, seven nights a week. What was your character? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> Say things as nicely as seemingly possible. Um, um, my character, I didn't have, it's, how do I explain this? It's hard because it wasn't, there wasn't enough continuity in the course of the show to say that I had like a specific character. Okay. There were a couple, there were several vignettes that I was in and then there was a good chunk of the show that I wasn't in. Like there just wasn't enough story continuity to give an adequate answer for that. But I'm kind of a narrator-ish type person. Okay. I guess. And I got to have dancing girls dance around me while I sang. And um, I got to sing in French and English. And I got to do a little Terry Mugler runway moment. And then at the very end, I came down as like the epitome of showgirl awesomeness with the crystal and just glass. the crystal yeah. rhinestone head to toe mr pearl corset feathers shooting out of my ass and off the top of my head and i got to walk down a flight of lit staircases like one <laughs> flight of wonderful. lit staircase i was like yes i'm a fat showgirl in paris <laughs> I love it. 
Uh, I think the word is voluptuous. No, I'm, all of it. I'm I'm fat. I'm voluptuous. I'm curvy. Look, I'm thick. We have a phone call. I'm all of Let's it. See if it's for you. It could be your fans <laughs> calling in. It's always potluck here. Hello, how's the Pride Radio live on the air? Speaking with uh, a lotable day. Do you have a question for her? Oh uh, yeah, is that you, Jay? Oh God. <laughs> That sweet queen, she calls in uh, clueless to uh, anything that's going on. on. Did you hang up? Hello. Oh, that, that's, actually, that's actually a real call after. Hello, House of Pride Radio. We're live on the air. Do you have a question for a lot of bootay? Hey, this is Miss, this is Miss Ladybug. Hi, Miss Ladybug. How are you? Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good. Do you have a question for a lot of bootay? Uh, no. Basically, I just called to see how the doing. That's another call right after her. Oh, my goodness. What um, well, um, nice for you to call in. We're going to call you back, okay? Said it again? Going to call you back, girl. Okay. People calling in to win the tickets. We're giving away two tickets to Golden Girls, uh, but uh, Martin's not here yet. Oh, oh, come on. You better get in here. You better get in here. Come on in. Come on in. It's happening right Hi, now in Mr. real time. Matthew Martin. Objectives, the Washington. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, nice round of applause oh, for oh, Matthew Martin. You better have, have brought enough to share. We have <laughs> Alana Bote, Donna Pisana, and Matthew Martin. What a trio, Pearl Tees. Hello. Hello. Hi. So, Matthew, Hi. we put it out that... Hi, we were giving away some tickets as you as you yeah. directed, yes. and already you see the phone is off the hook. So Can we make it a trivia question about one of the episodes, or well, I think it may be too late, but yes, I I said third caller plus now a trivia question, which is I have three people actually call. They're trying. No, oh, it's <laughs> the they want it. Okay, well they don't want to talk to me. Two episodes <laughs> this year, and one is about. Blanche Devereaux's daughter wanting wanting to get artificially inseminated. Ooh. And what is Blanche's daughter's name? Okay, folks. Trivia question. Trivia question. What Some is Blanche's daughter's name? Plus, be the third caller. Starting now. Call, folks. Call four one five 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 zero zero five one one four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Welcome. Welcome. A chip. Did you? Were you listening to us as we were interviewing? Yes, I was trying to be very quiet because you're on the air. Is, I'm very hungry. I'm hungry. All right, we all want to hear you snap away, Chris, crisps. I'm sorry now. Let me take a sip of my my Mexican two liter Coke. That was the only size they had in the corner store. Well, while we're waiting for phones to ring, can I wanted to play a little sample of what your voice sounds like to people? Because oh, I would love that. If you want, I could sing for you. I'm, oh, I'm right well, that's here. even better. What are you going to sing for us? That's a good question. I don't know yet. Let me figure Something it out. Something from the right. show, perhaps? Um, no. Let's see. The French anthem. Uh, Is it? <laughs> National anthem of France. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> Again, I speak French like a less than one-year-old. All right. Um, Ain't got the change of a nickel. Ain't got no bounce in my shoes. Ain't got no fancy to tickle. I ain't got nothing but the blues. When trumpets flare up, 
I keep my hair up I just can't make it come down Believe me, Pappy I can't get happy Since my ever-loving baby left town Ain't got no coffee that's perking Ain't got no winning to lose Ain't got no dream that is working but the blues ain't got no east no west no good no best ain't got a man to choose i ain't got nothing oh i ain't got nothing but the blues yeah right on where did all our callers go? It's just flying off the, right. the ringer like <laughs> 10 minutes ago. 415-550-0511. If you want a pair of tickets to the premiere of Golden Girls, which is December? December 3rd. That is a, I believe it's a Thursday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's that going to be, Mark? At the big... Matthew. <laughs> do people do that by accident? All the time, yeah. Oh, we Ma- have... Marty a, Matthews, we a have caller. A, okay. Line two. <laughs> Hello, Wait, House of Pride Radio. Who are we speaking with? All right, Christina, you're caller number one. We're looking for caller number three. Call us back, okay? Huh? Caller number three, you have to be your caller number one. Keep trying, girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Was that mean? No. Uh, I don't. <laughs> oh, we have to ask him that trivia question. Okay, here it goes. All right. How's <laughs> the Pride Radio? Who are we speaking with? Girl, you're calling number two next. <laughs> the next caller has a chance to win two tickets to the premiere of Golden Girls on December 3rd, Thursday night at 8 o'clock. At what theater? The Victoria Theater. I love that theater. I do too. Do you like working there? I, I have great nostalgia and love for that theater. That's where we first did Baby Jane. <gasps> Yes. In 1992. Yes. Were you there, Donna? It just blows my mind, yeah. And actually, it is still, it is one of the oldest running, if not the oldest running theater in San Francisco. And um, not to, I can't verify it, but the likes of W.C. Fields and Mae West actually played that theater. Really? Yes, it was a vaudeville house, the way it's built, you know, the... Oh God! The, I wonder what the apron of the stage it? is very, yeah. you know, big in front of the proscenium. You know, the apron is the playing area, which was very vulnerable. It's they're they're I get uh, have great feelings in that house. They're a good ghost theater. Oh my God! Now, I wonder if sure. that's like around my little chickadee time, the early forties. Oh no, even earlier. Even that was earlier. no pre. I mean, and there's a fabulous book about theaters in San Francisco, and there's a picture of it. Uh, in 1917, I think it is, and there's mm-hmm. a Model T outside, and it says Albers Flapjacks on the side <laughs> of the building, and they, it's That's still right. there. It is. So it's very eerie. You're looking at a picture that like looks like it was taken yesterday, but there's a, a Model T out front. It's amazing. And I love the family that owns it, the Korea family. God bless Anita, the mother um, who passed away. It's Anita and Bob, great mm-hmm. friends of many years, and their son Robert. And I'm forgetting the other Korea children's name, but they're still running it. And it's I love that theater. It's a great house it's to play house. and to, to see a show, too. I mean... I just saw my friend Darcy Drollinger, who plays Rose, um, 
in the Golden Girls. He just played. Oh, maybe Rankin that's her. Now. On Rocky. Let's see. We want to give her those tickets. Get it over with. Get it over with. How's the Pride Radio? Who are we speaking with? Open seat. Yeah, it's open seat. I dialed the wrong number. So sorry. Bye. Then the next seat. People got it's no. Can you get me comps? And it's like, can you save me seats? That that girl Gail keeps calling us out. We have a a local neighborhood. Why don't we just take the next caller if that's 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 well, we couldn't take Gail because she's nuts and she calls here every week. She's like one of these stalking lady. Have you had her on the air a couple of times? (laughs) She makes no sense. It's one of those. Who's listening to us out there, dear? (laughs) Well, if you are listening to us out here, all ten of you, this is your time. You wanted those tickets because we got like a flood of calls before. Now's your chance. Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. So, working at the Victoria Theater for you... Well, must... first, I just bombarded the interview, but I, did, I was sitting out there very quietly yeah. doing Diary of Anne Frank because I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was trying to get your attention, but hello, and it's so nice to be here. Welcome. So, How, what's your name? I'm Pearl Tees. Hi, my lovely Matthew. co-host, Pearl Tees. Very nice to meet you. And you know Donna Pisano. Yes, we've been acquainted, yes, and we're dear old friends, too. Yes. So, it's Matthew Martin with two T's, and I'm... Delighted to be here. Do you cross those teeth? Every now and then. And that, you know, I, it's funny because well, I remember I got a Valentine in second grade to Matthew M A T H hyphen Y O U. Sweet. <laughs> well, Matthew, it's fabulous to have you on. Thank you. It's fabulous to have you on, Thank and you. we are so excited that you um, are giving us an early bird special to uh, everything fabulous about the Golden Girls, which is a San Francisco tradition here now. It, yeah, it really has become that, huh? It seems so like, like the it game has. Nutcracker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, does it feel that way to you, or it's it's well the 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 faithful fans are pretty astonishing. I mean, I, I enjoyed the show. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of it. I watched seventh it and, season for you. Uh, it's that's sort of uh, arguable, but I do remember <laughs> the first time all of us did it together was 2007 on Grove Street in Mike Finn's house. That's, that's right, that's Mike Finn. Mm-hmm. Yes, in his Victorian, which was truly a San Francisco experience. You know, coming to San Francisco and seeing you know a drag version of the Golden Girls in a Victorian. I mean, with the gas uh, fixtures, yeah, fixtures, yeah. yes. And then we bounced around to a couple of theater spaces here in San Francisco. Um, Mama Kalitza's cafe, cafe? Uh, not cafe. Mama Kalitza's voice factory and Counterpulse and uh, a couple of other places. But we've been at the Victoria. I think this is our third, fourth, 2012. I think it was so third year, fourth year, 2011. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm innocent. I want to live. Well, <laughs> this year the cast is a, 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 a little different. Yes, and. Uh, as most, as we all know, to our dear friend Eddie Cookie Dough passed away early this year, which was mm-hmm. just such a tragedy for all who knew and loved him. And and that was wasn't that for the Porta Viata Golden Girl? Yes, that and you were down there. I wasn't. Oh, no, you weren't. No, no, it's a long story, but but he was down there. He had never been out of the country, so you made it, Eddie. And um, we, he was a native San Franciscan. We, we, and his dear friends, I don't want to get upset actually talking about him. It's sometimes still hard because we live in the same building. And three of the four Golden Girls uh, do on Page Street, actually, Heclina. And I live right above Heclina. And Eddie and Michael were on the first floor. So 
can't say enough wonderful things about him personally and professionally and the extraordinary outpouring and reaction of people really says a lot about the person he was and he was so loving of so many people um, that it was beautiful to see that reflected in his passing and um, so a wonderful whole lot of times is filling his moccasins or whatever she wore Sophia wore and he's going to be wonderful and we're old friends he's a lovely person and a fabulous veteran performer too yeah. so and uh, he's going to be hilarious too oh yeah hold that thought I think All we're going right, to give away yeah. those tickets hello House of Pride Radio yeah, I'm hitting the bottle Ladybug Gilmore here congratulations Ladybug Gilmore you won a pair of tickets can you speak up I can't hear you <laughs> I said you won a pair of tickets to Golden Girls Oh, really? Do you know the trivia question? Oh, cool. Ask Can you it. answer the trivia question? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Hi. I'm sorry. What is your... Are you Ladybug? Are you a big fan yes, of the Golden... Yes, I'm Christina, Miss Ladybug Gilmore. Hello, Miss Ladybug Gilmore. My name's Matthew. Are you... Hi, how you doing? Good. How about you? I'm good. Good. Are you a big fan of the Golden Girls? Huh? Are you a big <laughs> fan of the Golden Girls? Yes, I am. All right. Can I uh, give you a trivia question? I mean, you won the tickets regardless. But <laughs> um, okay. What the, one of the episodes we are doing is Blanche Devereaux's daughter is getting artificially inseminated, and Blanche isn't too happy about it. And uh, what is Blanche's daughter's name? Do you know? Oh, girl, you got me on there. <laughs> it's Rebecca, <laughs> Becky. Anyway, okay. For you, for you, rabbit fans. What were you gonna say, Christina? (laughs) I don't know because I never saw the episode in my entire life. (laughs) Oh, that's all right. (laughs) All right, girl. Well, we're gonna hook you up. I know how to get in touch with her. Okay. Uh, Congratulations on winning those tickets. What's your reaction? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) She got here on her end. All right, girl. What's my reaction? My reaction is wonderful. Okay. Excellent. (laughs) Great. We'll see you at the show then. Okay. Okay. All right. Say goodbye to Miss Christina Ladybug Gilmore. Goodbye, Miss Ladybug Gilmore. See you later. Bye. Wow. Come. Oh, jeez. Lord have mercy. That took a while. All right. <laughs> Glad that it's out of the way, yes. Martin. I mean, and, Matthew. And that's all right, Marty Matthews. Yes. And um, <laughs> uh, and wonderful Darcy Drollinger is stepping into play Rose. And Rose Nyland and uh, Darcy is extraordinary performer, writer, director, and we just did Shit and Champagne and Champagne White in the Temple of Poon together, and he's doing a third installment sometime next year too. But so it's Heclina's Dorothy, of course, mm-hmm. and a uh, whole lot of times Darcy and myself as uh, the four girls and. Manny Canary is in it, um, and the wonderful Nancy French um, is playing a couple of wonderful roles in it, but I don't want to give too much away. Now, how... Did I forget someone? I'm sure I did. No, but I wanted to ask you, like, do you um, address the loss of our beloved cookie dough in a sen- in some sort of manner within... Who? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you... No, we have to laugh. No, I mean... Um, Oh, well, in, in as far as with the show? With the or? new show, 2015. Oh, of course, like, yeah. yes, of course. You know, I mean, besides my, like, dedicating it in the program, saying this one's for Eddie, but anyone who knows the show, I told 
Polata as the director of the show also. Wearing two hats in this one. Um, he's going to turn around. He's the first one up. The curtain comes up. The lights go on. He turns around. And I said, you're going to get a sustained round of applause. And it's going to be a combination of we miss and love you, Eddie. And also we love you, Holada, too. And so it's going to be acknowledging him stepping in the role. But also, of course, you know, anybody. And as I said, the rabid fans who come, the faithful flock of people really, I mean, they're, they're really super fans. They could chapter and verse about these shows. You know, it's pretty amazing. And um, so they'll appreciate that, too. And the greatest tribute, I think, to give to Eddie, <clears throat> Cookie, a.k.a. Cookie Joe, is to have, a, you know, he'd be the first one to say that we knew each other and loved each other very much. And uh, he'd be the first one to say that the show goes on and we'd be, yay! He's always the first one clapping. Oh, so... Um, and of course, it's going to be mentioned in the program, of course, yeah. So he's very much missed. And it's been emotional, too, just coming back this year to do it. And But we're having so much fun. And mm-hmm. A lot of lot of love and laughter, truly, with the cast. So that's, that's you know, that's part of his legacy, too. He truly was one of the kindest people I knew. I mean, really, if this were, I'm going to go on and on about him. But I don't want to get upset. I mean, really, besides me. No, um, but no. <laughs> uh, um, uh, I don't know if that's the exact word I would use. <laughs> that is my that is my public persona. <laughs> no, but he yeah, no, Eddie, not a mean bone in his body. He was a human being. We had like funny little episodes, but you know, yeah. he, he was yeah. he had, but, he was had his talents in tell. so many projects too. That'll be your tell all. No tell all. No, yeah, my new book. Cookie was a bitch. <laughs> yeah, coming Eddie, out in early spring 2016. Audience. I mean, you want to go hear more? I mean, Eddie was the greatest audience to everybody, myself included. He always looked at you with those twinkling blue eyes like you were going to say the funniest joke ever heard. And he was just your your best audience. He was like just so genuinely happy to see you, so supportive about personally and professionally and um, just of course he's so so missed oh he's so missed a uh, big part of um, my life as a performer at his show oh of course the, you know the monster show right. and he's been a guest with Michael here a couple times on House of Pride we love and miss him um, always and I think that's beautiful that you be paying homage to him that way in, in this in the and new doing it going production. on with it too yeah. I mean just you know because there was a moment's pause where it's like well, end of an era, that's it, should we, you know? Ah, like, there was. Huh. And I, you know, personally, I could have kind of gone both, I, I, I go both ways, you know, about it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether, you know, not to do it or to go on with it. So, um, and I think in so doing, that's part of a, a, a legacy towards him, too, of course. And anybody who was involved with it or had seen it, of course, remember him. Another character who... Uh, has the roles have changed as Poil Damar no longer playing Rose, right? It's Darcy, Darcy Drollinger, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. is stepping in. Was there any drama there, or is it just that time that how did that all come to be? Oh, when there isn't there drama with anybody or everyone, I no, no, really, um, I don't know the ins and outs, so I, I. I'm not really in a position to comment on that completely, much less on the air for your 10 listeners. 
and the FBI. What position, uh, what position I am? Interpretation. Uh, some drama. A compromise position. Spread Eagle, number 17. They I need a chip. Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial break. I can that completely. Uh, it wasn't until later when the movie ever dead. He had it coming. Well, let's take a short musical break and listen to the theme from The Golden Girls. Uh, thank you for being a friend. Oh, good. I can have a chip. Mm-hmm. And then you can eat away. Oh, you have oh, some oh. chips. We'll be oh, right back, folks. And we're back, House of Pride Radio. Uh, what a fabulous uh, um, a, a cast we have tonight, a fabulous guests. We're speaking with uh, Matthew Martin. Uh, uh, his, uh, he um, resumes his role in The Golden Girls, which is uh, debuting uh, Thursday night, uh, December 3rd, at the Victoria Theater. Are you s- excited? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so excited. Let's hear a little of your character. Oh, my God. I hear a little bit of my character. Actually, I'm trying to memorize all my lines, but <laughs> I'm off book, of course. <laughs> Are they listening out there? <laughs> I didn't say anything. Well, of course, everyone's off book. No, it's going to be really wonderful. And as I said, I wasn't quite sure in coming back this year to do it. And, like, we've having, you know, we've been in the theater since. No, but it's just so much fun. We're having a great time. It's a great group of people. But... Mm-hmm. Anyway, one of the episodes, or the two episodes that we're doing is the um, Accurate Conception, which is where Blanche's daughter um, wants to get artificially inseminated. And ru- uh, Blanche, it's, it's just, it's unnatural. Mm. And, you know, and, um, and so she goes to a sperm bank and Rose says, you know, you could buy the sperm of a Nobel Prize winner or, she goes, or was it a Star Search winner? And went, bah, well, well, sperm used to be free. It was all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, she insists, so, and it's interesting to think, this is in the 80s, but they, you know, hit a lot of issues. I mean, it's like, that were, quote, unquote, controversial. It's funny, we look back now and think, what's the big deal? You know, this, you know, but um, anyway, one of her little, great little monologue or paragraphs is she and the daughter are going at it and she's is going well why don't you wait till you get married you know and she goes well I don't want to get married well then what at least wait till I'm dead she goes are you serious she goes yes and wait till all my friends are dead too last thing I need is whispering at my funeral <laughs> and then she goes I can't believe it mama well, I'm going to do it whether you like it or not she goes oh Oh, I see, Missy. So this is the thanks I get for all those cold nights when you were baby crying and I had to get up out of bed and grope around the dark for my slippers and robe, make my way all the way downstairs and scream for the governess. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, 
you have an exclusive I'm prelude. I took, took everything out of me. Take a swig <laughs> of that liquor, girl. Um, where, enough freebies. Where can they get the tickets, girl? Is it, are they selling the tickets already? Like hotcakes. Oh, my God. Quick, Actually, quick, pick up the phone. They sell out very quickly. It's pretty amazing because they have a mailing list, but it's under um, sfgoldengirls.com. I should have more. Wasn't there a press release from Lawrence Hellman? Um, <laughs> sfgoldengirls.com is the, the link for tickets. and um, Or you can contact the Victoria Theater. and um, The tickets are $25. Not too bad at all. And they're available at what you just said, the Golden Girls, Christmas.com. Eventbrite.com. Eventbrite. Eventbrite.com. Yeah. Oh, can you say that again? It's it's uh, Golden Girls Christmas dot Eventbrite.com. That's it. I don't handle the PR. I'm just the talent. Well, your oh, brother, your list of accomplishments, and we can, you know, Exhausting. I invite you to come back for uh, any time. You have, done, you know, I didn't know this about you, but you're Uh-oh, famous for doing impersonations of Betty mm. Davis. You didn't know that? Did not know you that. You had a whole Who show, knew? right? I've done film. <laughs> we just, we just released. Um, we just released. They just released. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> we made, and we were in this together, Baby Jane together, and she played Elvira. You and a lot of Botelho and Baby yep. Jane. Oh, yep. I love it. Okay. Yes. I was a maid. The housekeeper. <laughs> I killed her. Oh my God! This you killed me with right. the hammer. With the hammer. And one of the takes we did the outtakes. It was hysterical. I flew what? back and my wig went flying. They didn't give me amazing. a prop hammer. The, the, you know, for, and so they give me a real hammer. And so I'm like scared to oh death. Oh my God! She's got this huge um, beehive uh, hairspray esque kind of wig on. And I'm I'm scared to death, you know. I want like in the scene, but it's like you know. But the same, you know, part of me is like want wants to make it credible, yet not not kill my friend, you know, yeah. with a hammer, and not that method. And so anyway, Thanks. but she was doing a great like head jerk reaction shot. To, to, my head went, to, wig went wig went wig went flying. Oh, that's great. so funny. Yeah, that was a priceless moment. What venue was that at? We filmed. That was the film. Oh, you did. We the made film. the film of uh, Baby Jane. Oh, I want to see it. How, yeah, yeah. it a, was on Netflix for a while. Yeah, was it, it was still on there? Netflix. Yeah, and I'm not sure. And pardon my ignorance about it. How they distribute. And, yeah, that's okay. But um, yes, but Billy Clift, who <gasps> yes. directed and mm-hmm. wrote both uh, Baby Jane, we filmed Hush Up, Sweet Charlotte <gasps> a year ago. With Varla Jean Merman and Mink Stoll and Mike Finn was in it and Eklina makes a cameo and um, a lot of other wonderful local talent. Katya's in there and, too. Uh, Katya Smirnovsky. Katya Smirnovsky. So I'm always forgetting a name. Someone's mm-hmm. going to be pissed. Yeah, Ten I know listeners. about you. I love and, that you guys are doing this. <laughs> oh well, and God bless Billy Clift. I mean, uh-huh. the, the but we had the premiere at the Castro, which was wonderful. That's where we did Baby Jane. So that was the first time I saw it, and only time I've seen it so far. So it was like on my <laughs> Shocking, but um, it's wonderful. He did a beautiful job of it. I have to to go to his webpage to see where these films are located. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, That's going to be released. But um, anyway, but but we're very excited about the show. And we run for three weeks, December 3rd through the 20th, which is the last weekend before Christmas. And they really do sell out quickly. And um, part of the great fun is the audience, the cross-section of the audience, old, young, gay, straight. Every size, creed, color, and that to me as a native San Franciscan is San Francisco to really have a great 
blend of a mix of an audience and everybody of different shapes and sizes and uh, philosophies getting together and laughing their asses off together. Totally That's what Christmas means to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I agree with you 100%. And You're so, not even listening. <laughs> no. no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yes, <laughs> no. I, I'm, uh, I'm right. I'm on Twitter. No, I'm not. You're uh, ever going to sell this radio station. It's uh, just ever going to leave it either. People may think that the third is a little bit away, but it's only, folks, go ahead and get your tickets now. It's 2015 edition of Golden Girls. Uh, They return at the Victoria Theater, which is the perfect venue. 16th Street and Mission, between Mission and South Venice. Beautiful old theater. And it's coming up, it looks like, in two weeks. It is. I can't believe it. It's that time of year again. It is that time of year. So, um, yeah, I'm very, very excited about it. And um, uh, really stellar group to work with, too. And um, we're going to have a lot of fun. So definitely try to come. Put it on your holiday to-do list. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us at House of Pride Radio today. And um, congratulations, Christina and Miss Ladybug Gilmore, for winning those two tickets to Golden Girls. Yes. Um, Everyone else, go to eventbrite.com. Golden Girls. Christmas at eventbrite.com to get your tickets. Wonderful. They're selling like hotcakes, so don't wait too long. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Let's have a nice round of applause for Matthew Martin, the legend himself. He's with us. We want you to come back and get into your your long and lengthy and fabulous career another time. Will you join us again? Of course. Be be happy to. And thank you for having me. And see you at the show. See you at the show. I'm wonderful to see my my good friend. A lot. Chave. A lot of bouté. A lot of bouté. One in the same. One in the same. That's right. <laughs> Pearl Tees, we... And the Dinah Washington story. Don't you think that's a great idea? Yes. Mm-hmm. You can... Why don't you guys just stay... Oh, and we're going on the road in Europe. That was it. That, that was, was the yeah. <laughs> We're just going to talk over our guests. Yes. That was Introduce our uh, last <laughs> guest, please. Yes. So we have the fabulous Donna Persona. How have you been, girl? You've been quiet over here. What's been oh, going on? Man. No, well, I've been terribly, terribly busy. Well, not terribly. I mean... It's been wonderful to be terribly busy. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I just completed a, a short film with uh, a, a film student from the San Francisco Film School, uh, Marie Rodriguez. And this was a uh, crossover, you might say, for me. This was a drama and with a script, and I had to learn lines. And uh, it, it, it was uh, a beautiful experience, but it was very uh, stressful for me because I had never done it before. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel that it happened in a natural way because, you know, I, I've been uh, a drag queen performer for, since 2009 and doing that regularly. And then I kind of, uh, well, I've been making films. Great. And I, I made two films, uh, a documentary, and actually they've given me a lot of exposure. Mm-hmm. You know, Donna Persona has 300,000 views and counting on social media. Wow. Cool. Uh, yeah, and, and in theaters. Yeah, w- one of the films, Beautiful by Night, which was uh, directed by That's James the one going Hoskin. to New York? Hmm? Is that the one that's going to New York? 
or uh, well uh, later this month it's going to be in Chicago and somewhere else in film festivals mm -hmm. it, it, it played for a year uh, around the world but but the other and so you know I've done two films another one my mother which is a, a yeah the beautiful by night is a 30 minute film mm -hmm. and it and it was born out of uh, out magazine uh, article that that I was blessed with being featured in. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah, the, uh, it was uh, three uh, showgirls of a certain age, they say. I am certainly of a certain age. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, how old are you, dear? Uh, you know, uh, older drag queen. God. And so I was a lady never gets hurt. Uh, really? She, she, last time, Donna, you were on the show, you blurted out your age oh, three yeah, times. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm proud of it. I'm very happy about it. I believe yeah. in celebrating every year. I'm still walking this earth. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, when you I'm, said I'm it was. living the life. Exactly. It was from an, a based on an article that was in yes. Out magazine. Yes, and I, I would okay. love it if people actually read the article because the, the article is, is great. But it follows three older drag queens, and they happen to be three from Aunt Charlie's, Colette Legrand, hmm. and oh, Olivia Hart, and I. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and, uh, I will look this up. Where's Uncle Charlie's? It's on uh, no, Aunt Charlie. Aunt Charlie, sorry. Aunt Charlie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's in uh, it's on Turk. Yeah, Turk of course. Taylor, it's, it's in the Tenderloin. It's in the line. Yes. Yeah, I've had a couple of belts there in the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They do. They they make strong long time ago. drinks. That was a long time ago. For weak men. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> no, but uh, so. Um, <laughs> So this is my third film. Wonderful. So those those others were documentaries. So I just had to be me or mm -hmm. similar. Yeah. Similar things. But this I was playing a character, and and the way I say that it was a natural thing. I feel like the universe is supplying me what I need. I've also made three uh, music videos, mm -hmm. and uh, for t for those I had to act. But I didn't have lines, so uh, this is a, a lead up to that. And this film that I just completed is uh, seven minutes long, but it's a narrative, you know, beginning, mm -hmm. middle, and end, yeah. and it all takes place in a dressing room. And uh, I say it was kind of uh, stressful and actually traumatic for me. Or why? Well, because I had not done it, and uh, I felt... Uh, the process of it? I mean. The process, and, and actually I had to audition twice, and I did it with the, the, the professor at the school for this particular student is not really a professor. He's a uh, bona fide movie director. And what happens at the school is they, they get a director or more to uh, conduct a class. I guess for 12 weeks. Okay. So, uh, you know, she gave me an hour's notice. That's another thing that was stressful for me. Like, I'm learning about the process, like when, when it's filmed. And, and actually, I made a film in the 1970s with the Coquettes, uh, Elevator Girls in Bondage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I learned, uh, yeah, that's one of the best titles of all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better than the movie, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Elevator Girls in Bondage. So, were you in the Coquettes originally, too? I was uh, fringe, yeah. you know, I, actually I think I could have been, maybe a lot of people could have been, but I, I, I was reluctant then. It, it actually, it took me like 
50 Gina. years to get over uh, stage fright. Sure. No, I was in that movie and I was tricked into being in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, actually, Did you know the Angels of Light, too? Or uh, yeah, the theater company? Uh, yeah. I, I know them. And I'm still friends with the Cockettes. And Wonderful. I'm, I'm, I do things with them. Fantastic. So how far are you in within this third film? Hmm? How far are you along in this third oh, film? Oh, well, no, the film is completed. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You asked me what I've been doing, and I just came off of that mm-hmm. okay. uh, uh, a week ago. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. And, um, but at the same time, I was on the uh, committee to put on uh, Transgender Day of Remembrance. Mm-hmm. That's right, folks. That's coming up on Friday, November 20th. Yeah, yes. so, so I was doing both things and you know I was going to meetings and then being on conference calls at night and learning my lines and and doing all this with with the film mm-hmm. but uh, the, the film the filming went beautifully and now it's being edited and stuff and actually I do I want to come back to the radio show when with the the director of that film to talk more about it. Sure. Uh, in the meantime, can we talk a little bit about Transgender Day of Remembrance? How yes. are you involved yes. with that this year? Well, you know, I, I've been going, I've been attending it for a number of years. It's an annual thing, and I am on the board and committee for Trans March, which happens during Pride Week, and, and they're kind of connected. And so this time, I got accepted into the committee or I, I started took part in the committee okay. so I, I was because uh, I'm, I'm really I'm trying to create a life as a uh, activist and uh, you know a civic-minded person in San Francisco who can do things for the uh, underserved and disenfranchised and mm-hmm. you know I, I like that kind of thing volunteer work so anyway yes I've been on this committee and we're the the uh, event happens on Friday, and a little bit about it. it it's it's to commemorate and and give honor to transgender people, and it's mainly uh, women of color, transgender women of color who are murdered mm-hmm. during the year, and uh, also uh, commit suicide. And uh, I don't know the exact statistics, but it. it it happens a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like every day, Pious. every yeah. day it happens. Yeah. And uh, probably, probably for, for asking over to, what was the name of the girl that, that that's Gwen Arahu. Gwen. Yes. Gwen. That broke my heart and I, I was doing a show where, sorry, I don't mean to pirate. Yeah. The conversation no, 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 no. was, I played many different parts and a part, I, one of the parts I played in John Fisher's play Queer Theory was a transgendered Professor, and I wanted to give the role dignity and not just play it like a quote unquote drag queen. Exactly. I've never described myself as that, besides, but or as a, I'm an actress, not a drag queen, or you know, as an actor, you know. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. But it, but that had happened before I played the part, which just that was just such a heartbreaking story. When you said that, I mean, I, I immediately thought of her and her family, mm-hmm. and God bless her family, and that well, was just uh, tragic, but. Yeah, I dedicated the show and playing it. And you sort of, did? Yes. Oh, it, it, thank it, you for Of that. course. And it was yeah. just, you know, I think people are becoming more understanding and, you know, Caitlin, I mean, more mainstream. And if it mm-hmm. had, if people say different things about it. But we if, are if visible. It, if, yes, if it heightens awareness and educates people, 
wonderful. That's that's yeah. you know. Mm. Well, well, by having from this tragedy, evening, good things come too. You know, yeah. Donna, where is the uh, event on the twentieth? It's 20th? at the LGBT Center. Oh. Uh, on Market Street, and it starts at six o'clock, and it goes until eight thirty. Mm-hmm. And we on Friday, November twentieth. That's just that in two days, folks. Right. So it's an early thing. Yeah. So it's easy to do. And uh, we have uh, we open the uh, event with a uh, salutation, uh, and we we have a uh, Native American drum team that's going to do a, n- a number. Mm-hmm. If you want to call it that, and then we have uh, you know inspirational speakers and um, entertain entertainers. And actually, I'm going to do a number. You are? Which number are you going to do? Oh, don't tell us. I guess it should be a surprise. You have to show up to find out? You have to show up, exactly. It'll be a shock. (laughs) That's good. No, no, but it'll be an appropriate thing. You know, Donna can be wild out there, but this is going to be appropriate for, for that event. But when we do this, we are bringing attention to other things that you're saying. Now, are there tickets that can be purchased, or is it open to the public? No, it, it's open to the public. There is, you don't, no charge. Mm-hmm. You just go there. And, and um, I'm glad you're doing it too at the center. I was just driving by with Heclina and asking what, what are they doing in that space? I, feel, I haven't, you know, pardon my ignorance, but I haven't heard a lot well, of. Well, that's you know, another it's like, I feel like it's like underutilized. I really it do, is. and the, and that's performance space and. Just personally about the design of it, it's just there could be it, the room could be utilized it. better. Yes, all around. On the twentieth, it's going to be utilized in the perfect Absolutely. way, and that's a gorgeous flyer that you brought with us up yeah. with you yeah, tonight. Thank you, and you know we we say here the uh, one with one foot in remembrance and another in resilience. Yeah, you know, right. it's not yeah. a we don't want it to be a sad thing we want it to be an empowering thing right. i love that that's yeah. great and, and yes. is yeah. that um i i can't see from here but are some of the performers listed on the flyer oh yeah uh, storm miguel flores brianna elise sinclair donna persona and lady peaches montrese and, and may i say something about brianna elise sinclair please she, she's one of the uh hosts as 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 I am for this, and she is one of the Out Magazine's 100 People of the Year, along with President Obama. He's one of them, but she just got back from New York City uh, for the oh, Out Magazine event, mm-hmm. and I- she is a uh, the reason one of the reasons she was picked for the Out Magazine 100. Is that she sang for the Oakland A's, I think, uh, a game, uh, the national anthem? Is that what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she sang that. So she's the first transgender woman I heard about in that. the world. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Was, was Fantastic. Ever. That's yes. a big deal. Fantastic. No. Yes. And I, I, don't know if I, sh- too. I don't know if I should be saying this, but Go ahead. this is a secret thing, okay? <laughs> Secrets on the radio. Well, we love exclusives. Brianna <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sinclair is going to audition this Tuesday for the San Francisco Opera. Wow. Oh, so she's got a busy week. Yeah, just well, re- so we <laughs> have good thoughts for her on Tuesday yeah. for that. Shout out, honey. Yeah, Best of luck. Break a heel. And if, if you want to get a preview, come to this event and see 
see her sing, it'll bring you to tears. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons why we should come to this event. Yes. And again, it's uh, it's in two days, uh, yes. the 20th. At the LGBT Center. 1800 Market Street. Yes. Well, we got to wrap up our show. It's that time it's again. It's that time, Tweak. So let, what do we do at the end of the show, Pearl? Last thought. Aw. All right. <laughs> let's start with the Lottable I'm happy to be home. Oh, We're happy to have you home. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Donna, last thoughts? Uh, I'm <laughs> really excited about the coming events like uh, TDOR mm-hmm. and uh, I, I want us and the world to be happy because it seems like there's a lot of uh, reasons not to be in the moment mm-hmm. but uh, each one of us can decide to be a positive force mm-hmm. and, and uh, wipe out negativity or I don't want to be negative yeah. so it, I can only control what I do Amen. Mm-hmm. Matthew Martin. Oh, well said. I echo that too. And it's just, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's in these troubled times. And when, when hasn't this world been in troubled times? You know, like when you were talking about Paris and what has happened, you said it's all over the world. You know, and, Par- and France's hands aren't completely clean. I think you said earlier something along those lines. But I just, the wonderful classic movie, uh, that's an awful long last thought, huh? The <laughs> classic <laughs> film, Lost Horizon, I love it, 1937, and Ronald Coleman gets to the top of the mountain and the Dalai Lama, and he goes, in search of, what's it all about, Alfie, what is it, what is it? And he asks the guy, and the wonderful Sam Jaffe, the old actor who playing the Dalai Lama, goes, be kind. That's what it's all about. You, know, you are so dramatic. Religions <laughs> come and go, but it just comes down to that. Be kind. Fabulous, and, fabulous. Know. Bag of Lay's potato chips, last thoughts? <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> I had to. Forgive me. I have to edit all those crunching out of the, the show now. <laughs> Miss my lovely girls, Pearl Tees. Last thoughts. All right, you guys. You guys can catch me this Saturday at um, with Patty McGroin over at the residence. And I believe that's 718 4th Street. Showtime is 8 o'clock. And then you can catch me at Bo for Big Talk with Aju this Sunday with special guest Manila Luzon. Showtime is at 1030. It's a busy week to week. Yes. But as always, you guys tune in every Wednesday here at House of Pride Radio from 6 to 8 for at mutinyradio.fm. Fabulous. And uh, my last thoughts is uh, I best um, represented by this song I'm going to play in the outro from Belinda Carlisle, Avec Les Temps. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Avec le temps Avec le temps vert Tout s'en va On oublie le visage Et l'on oublie la voix Le cœur quand ça va plus C'est pas la peine d'aller Je sais plus loin Faut laisser faire Et c'est très bien Avec le temps Avec le temps va Toi qu'on devinait, on détourne un regard 
qui s'en va faire sa nuit avec le temps tout s'évanouit avec le temps avec le temps va tout s'en va Souvenir, Satan, une de ces gueules, elle calvriche, fuck, oui, dans les rayons de la mort, le samedi soir, quand la tendresse s'en va toute seule. You tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm gonna guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical, free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com.
Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's mutinyradio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in, turn on, every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beet, and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB, KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m. Miren, miren! It's a pájaro. It's an avion. No! It's a chipmunk! Looking to invest in the future of your community? MutinyRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Classroom Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate outline at 
www.mutyradio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at mutinyradio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Planned Parenthood is a trusted healthcare provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive health care, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted a common-sense approach to women's health and well-being based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed, independent decisions about health, sex, and family planning. Please visit PlannedParenthood.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. The Berkeley Free Clinic was founded in 1969 as a street medicine clinic, but quickly found a permanent home in the Berkeley community. It has become an icon in the area and has served countless thousands in a variety of ways during its 45-year history. 
fees have never been charged for any services, materials, medications, or supplies provided at the Berkeley Free Clinic. Income has been generated solely via individual or organizational donations and government programs. 